you are an entrepreneur, a professional, a speaker, or a coach, and although you've come a long way, it's time for you to take it to the next level. We've got you. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. We'll help you use authority and influencer marketing to build your business stronger and faster by publishing a book. You'll hear from guests that are thought leaders in sales, marketing, networking, communication, social media, promotion, and business leadership. Let's do it. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. And now your host, the extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today I'm just so thrilled to have Tracy Beavers with us. I have been using a new software called Podmatch and just such amazing people have I been meeting on that on that network. And Tracy's one of those people. And when I kind of checked her out, I thought she's someone that I really want to have on the show. And one of the reasons was when we use social media, sometimes we just don't know what to do. We don't know how to start those conversations. We don't know how to change those conversations from just a, hey, how are you, to actually talking about business without being salesy or spammy. So that's why I wanted to have Tracy on here today. Now, she has more than 20 years experience in sales and marketing. As the owner of three businesses, she understands the roller coaster of entrepreneurship. She loves sales, she loves networking, and she wants you to love it too. And prior to becoming an entrepreneur, Tracy had corporate careers that spanned several industries, including insurance, lending, real estate, and and sales. Throughout every career, one fact remained constant, her love of people and her passion to help them win. And her ability to build relationships with others and listen to their needs is the bedrock of her success. So welcome to the show, Tracy. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. So Tracy, why don't you take a, a little bit, introduce yourself, share with us a bit of your business story. You obviously, you've owned three business, but tell us more mm -hmm. about that. And how did you get into coaching? That's a great question. My story is similar to, uh, I think, a lot of people. You know, when we're growing up, when we're little, you know, if somebody says what well, we want to be when we want to grow up. For me, entrepreneur was not in my vocabulary. I didn't know, even know what that was. There were people that were self-employed. I understood what that meant because my dad was self-employed. I was raised in that generation when you, where you go to high school, you graduate, you go to college, you graduate, maybe you get an extended degree and then you get a job. And even if you hate the job, you stay there for 40 years until you can retire with a pension and a gold watch and a cake and a retirement party. That was supposed mm -hmm. to happen. Somewhere around 2005 is where the wheels started to come off the bus in our country with regard to downsizing, restructuring. Those are words that started popping up. And I was like, what does this mean? Nobody told me this was going to happen. My parents said I got out of college. I got a job. I'd be fine. And so things started to shift and mm -hmm. people started to think, okay, corporations are not able to be loyal anymore. Why should I be loyal to the corporation? Yes. And I continued through. So I was downsized mm -hmm. in my first ever career. And through the course of the next few years, really started to realize with all of the marketing and sales and business development uh, work that I was doing, growing corporations by millions, growing my own portfolio in some of my positions by millions, making lots of money for these other companies more and more was expected and less and less was being given. And I'm a mm -hmm. mom and mom guilt is real. And I also had some CEOs that were very short-sighted with regard to wanting to restructure the commission plan so that mm -hmm. we were making less money. And I finally had had it. I got fed up with corporate America and I thought, 
there has to be something else I can do. And through a really great women's mastermind where I actually was able to reflect and they were able to help me uncover. I've always been a coach. I always have. I'm always somebody that somebody comes to for help or advice or guidance or ideas or whatever. And I, it took some really great friends of mine to say, you need to be a coach. And I intended to be a life coach when I first started out, but, and it was a good fit. And I still have a couple of life coaching clients, but truly for me, business and sales is my jam. And especially building yeah. in the online space, it's completely different than building a brick and mortar business. I've, I've helped mm -hmm. hundreds of entrepreneurs from startup to second stage mm -hmm. million dollar, you know, growth in the brick and mortar space and online. And they're just two very different things. So yeah. I fell into coaching pretty much because I got fed up with, with corporate America. And I really wanted to use my gifts and talents to help people. You know, if I always find it funny with corporations, they want the money, but instead of investing money into building their staff, rewarding their staff properly, you know, giving them the things they need to be successful, they think they're going to make more money by taking everything away. All that ends up doing is, is you lose the people who could probably have, you know, sent your business through the roof because you weren't giving them what they needed. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of like they shoot their own foot. <laughs> and then complaining, oh, well, sales are down. Well, if you don't reward your, you know, your top people, mm -hmm. you know, the top 20% that are bringing in 80% of the business. Exactly. And even, even as entrepreneurs, you have to look at your team members. Now, mm -hmm. I do believe in fairness and, and equal pay, but there are certain positions within your company where you have people who are extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And they keep your business running. So you want to make sure that these people are rewarded because they're going above and beyond. Be fair to everyone. Yes. Give everyone a good, generous wage as much as you can. Mm -hmm. But there are some who are exceptional that if you reward them properly, find out what motivates them, supply that needs, give them room to grow and change, mm -hmm. then those people will stay and they will grow your business faster than you ever thought possible. Right. So Tracy, I know you've come today prepared to talk about creating authentic connections through DMs. Mm -hmm. And Tracy, just uh, take it away and talk about how do people do that? Yeah, sure. Thank you so much. It is a strategy that I teach. Building in the online space, we have to have visibility mm -hmm. to attract our ideal clients to us. And we have to build our email lists. Because when we create things in the online space, we've got to have people to sell them to. So the email list is my goal. Every single strategy that I teach, every single thing that I go to do in my business daily, my thought is all roads lead to list building. How is this activity, what I'm spending my time on, going to grow my email list? And having authentic conversations in the direct messages or private messages of Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, wherever you are is a great way to grow your email list. And a lot of people don't think about it that way. The, the other thing they think about is anytime I say DM conversations, immediately people are like, all I get is spam. People just want to spam me. They want to send me spammy messages. And this is true. There are unfortunate people out there that are cold spamming DM messages and it breaks my heart. I get them and I want to try to save them. And I know I can't because they're probably not going to listen to me. How I actually did that one day last week. Uh -huh. Somebody just spammed me and I said, do you really think that approach spamming people is going to get you anywhere? Right. And then he, then he messaged me back. He's like, I'm not spamming, but make sure you buy my stuff. I'm like, yeah, you just don't get it. <laughs> you just, I, here in the South, we say, bless their heart. Just bless your heart because you can't help them. They, yeah. don't, they don't want to hear it. 
somebody's taught them that strategy somewhere. And unfortunately, it's still continuing. But there is a way to make true connections online that benefit both parties and truly work to build the email list. And I'll, I'll give you an example. I have a free Facebook group full of entrepreneurs. I let everybody promote themselves. It's a collaborative, supportive community where people can ask questions and get help. They can promote their offers. You know, they can gain visibility for themselves in this group. It's called Be a Confident Entrepreneur, Get Visible Plus Grow Your Income. And so that Facebook group grows my email list because when someone wants to join my group, the first membership question is, what email address did you use to grab my guide to creating social media content, 90 days of social media content in only 30 minutes? Didn't grab it? No worries. Put your email here and I'll get it for you. So this is growing my email list. So when I am connecting with people on social media, my ideal clients are entrepreneurs. They're building in the online space, coaches, course creators, anybody selling their knowledge online. On Instagram, for example, now I have an assistant that helps me with this. But before when it was just me, I'm looking on Instagram and I'm noticing people that are liking, hearting, commenting, following. And my assistant starts it out. Then I take it over. Thank you so much for the follow. How are things where you are? And then when they reply back, I jump into the DM and I look at their profile and I look at what they're posting and we have a conversation. Now, mm -hmm. a lot of times my clients have a, a roadblock when it comes to how to have these conversations. They're, they're worried they're going to come across as spammy. They're worried they're going to come across as salesy or sleazy or whatever. And what I try to visualize when I'm having DM conversations, this is what I want our listeners to do. When you're having a DM conversation, it is no different than the conversation Kim and I are having right now, that yes. it's no different than if she and I were sitting in a coffee shop or we met at a, a networking event and we're mm -hmm. just having a conversation, that give and take yes. of human connection and conversation. It's the very same. The hurdle we have to overcome with mm -hmm. the DMs is it's flat words on a paper. Yes. I can't see your body language. I can't hear your voice. So what we have to do is we have to make sure that our words, our word choices and our mm -hmm. emojis let the emotion come through for us. But if yeah. you just consider that there is a human being on the other end of that DM making a human connection, oh, I, your kids are adorable, you know, and, and for me, it's I'm looking at their profile and I see that they're an entrepreneur. Um, oh, your kids are adorable. You know, how are things in uh, Alaska or wherever they live? I see that you're in copywriting. I, you know, that is something I need to learn myself. How long have you been doing that? How long have you had your business? We have this conversation back and forth. Yeah. And if I feel like this person is a really good, kind, warm-hearted human being like I am that I want to have in my Facebook group, mm -hmm. the conversation is going to lead to my message of, I have an awesome Facebook group full of entrepreneurs. Yes. I let everybody come in and promote themselves and get support. If you'd like to check it out for your business, question mark. That's the other thing I want people to remember. In the DM conversations, you always end with a question of some kind because yeah. it spurs their brain to think they need to reply. They're going to be more likely to reply if you end in a question mark. And so they're going to they're going to message me back and go, yeah, that sounds great. Or I've had some people say, especially on Instagram, well, I'm not on Facebook that much. I'm like, no worries. We continue the conversation. You know, they see that I'm a sales coach. They ask me, well, how long have you been a sales coach? You know, I've been in sales almost 20 years and I love helping my clients overcome the roadblocks to sales because sales comes really easy for me, blah, blah, blah. They'll probably say something like, I hate sales because most people do, or they'll say, I don't want to talk about it. And I have a free training that I can offer them at that point. I have a training called Selling Without Selling where they can learn how to overcome those roadblocks to sales. So through the DM conversation, if they join my Facebook group, 
they're going to land on my email list. If they indicate they need to overcome their sales roadblocks, I'm going to offer them my free training. They're going to land on my email list. Or maybe they're saying, I'm a new entrepreneur. I'm so frustrated. I don't even know what kind of social media content to create. That's a great way for me to say, hey, I've got this free guide to creating 90 days of content in only 30 minutes. Would you like to have it? I think it would help you. They land on my email list. So the DM conversation is really just the same conversation that I would have with somebody if I was sitting next to them, I'm looking for a way that I can serve them and help them, you know? Yes. And so if we keep the other person in the thought of helping them and being of service, then you're never going to come across as salesy or spammy or weird. Yeah, I so agree with you. And and again, it's about the conversation. It's not about just putting your stuff out there and hoping somebody will buy it. It's about getting to know the person, creating yes. that know, like, and trust factor. Mm -hmm. And then you kick in the law of reciprocity by offering them something free. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, they feel like they need to do something nice for you in return. Mm -hmm. and it's all subconscious, right? And it's not that we use that to manipulate, but that's just the way it goes. When you give, it comes back to you. And the thing is, is with you is that if someone's not interested, they're not interested. You're not going to push them. You're not going to, oh, well, just keep bugging them and hoping that they'll finally just join because you've pester them or, yeah. you know, they unfollow you or all those other kind of lovely kind of things. Right. So I love that about you. So I like how you started the conversation. How do you suggest people transition? Because I think mm -hmm. that's the hardest point. When do you know to transition to offer them something free of value? Yeah. So what you're doing in the conversation, as I mentioned, is you are getting to know that person, making a true connection and finding out what can you solve for this person? What does this person need? You know, for me, if I'm talking to an entrepreneur, I'm going to ask them how business is going. I'm going to ask them, you know, uh, do you have any online courses? Do you have a podcast? What's your next move in your business? For me, I'm trying to maximize my YouTube channel. I'm diving a little bit deeper into SEO and copywriting. Those are the things on my radar. They're going to indicate what's on their radar. And I can look at that and say to myself, do I have something that would help them? Or do I know of a resource they might like? If they say, I do want to make a, an online course, but I have no idea where to start. I'm going to offer them not something of mine because I can help them with that. But I'm going to say, do you follow Amy Porterfield? She has a podcast called Online Marketing Made Easy. She is the queen, in my opinion, of online course creation. She would be a really great resource for you. I'm happy to send you the link to her podcast. Sure, that'd be great. And then we keep talking. And then, you know, in sales, you can't always close the sale in the first conversation. It would be great if in this initial DM conversation, I can offer them something they can get on my email list. You know, the transaction's kind of, kind of done, but that doesn't always happen. And that's okay. I can offer them the podcast. They may say, Hey, I've got to run. I'm going to go to a meeting. I'm like, no worries. Check. I'll check back in later. Then I'll just make myself a note to follow back up with them in a week or so and go, Hey, Sarah, did you get, did you get a chance to check out that podcast? What'd you think? You know, how are things going? Yep. And I'd start the conversation again. Yeah, I like that. So Tracy, just before we got on, I asked you if you were published and you said you weren't, you hadn't published a book, but you have done some magazine work. So we're just going right. to shift gears here. Why don't you sure. talk about that? So, you know, where, where are you published? What was that process like? You know, one of the questions I always ask the authors and all the author to authority podcast listeners know that the 
question I ask our current and future authors is, is what is the good and the bad and the ugly about publishing a book? Mm -hmm. So I will ask you, what's the good, the bad, the ugly about publishing a magazine? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, I've been featured in several magazines. One of them is online and in print. It's called Best Holistic Life. It's a beautiful mm -hmm. magazine. I was featured in that last year. Jana Short is the owner of it. Great lady, if you want to reach out to her. I, I did two for her. One was on mindset and overcoming some of the entrepreneurial negative mm -hmm. self-talk that we have. And then the other one was all about sales and mm -hmm. how people avoid it. They don't want to talk about it. They have the roadblocks to it. They're afraid they're going to be spammy and salesy and how we can overcome that by learning how to sell without selling. So that was really cool. That was a fairly easy process. Mm -hmm. um, the good part of it was it was my first time to be featured in a, a print magazine as well as an online magazine. Jana and her team made the process really easy. The bad part was that imposter syndrome can kick in and I'm sitting there at the computer and I'm going, I think my content's okay, but they're not going to want to read this. You know what I mean? And then the ugly is just trying to overcome that and know that, and this is what I teach my clients too. That thought is not serving me. It's not based on true evidence. Yes. Not based on fact. I do recognize, reframe, and repeat with my clients. We're going to recognize that negative thought, mm -hmm. recognize it's not truth, reframe it into, I have excellent content. I have people that have six figure years. My content is solid, then repeat it and then just move forward. So, you know, that stuff still pops up. It doesn't matter how long you're in the online space or however long you've been doing with what you've been doing, but it'll pop up. And then I was recently featured in authority magazine through medium.com. Um, that's completely online. And we were talking about how the marketing landscape has changed mm -hmm. and how we how we need to bring it back to make it more authentic. Um, yes. There's a lot of marketing out there that is overblown. One of the frustrating things when I started my journey was you'd see people say, well, I had a six-figure launch. Okay, tell me what the numbers are. What was your bottom line profit? That's your top line revenue. What'd you spend on Facebook ads? Did you run ads? What'd you spend for your team? You know, what did you spend for your webinars? What was the spend? Yes. How much of that did you get to take home? That's the part nobody talks about. Yeah. And, that's and it might only be $5,000. Exactly. $5,000 is still a great sum of money, but don't yes. tell me, don't make it sound like they're not lying when they say they had a six figure launch because they had that much in top line sales. But what they're not doing is being authentically honest and saying, yes. I, and I netted $5,000. And that's the part that new entrepreneurs don't see. And that's the part yeah. that, that makes me frustrated and made me question myself in the beginning. I was like, you know, my profit yeah. and loss doesn't look like that. And then I got to thinking about it. I was like, oh, that is marketing right there. That is yep. taking part of the truth and not sharing the rest of it. And so that's what that article was about. Um, and that process that was a long process. I had to pitch them for it, submit some stuff and all that. And again, I had a little bit of, you know, questioning mm -hmm. myself as I was writing my content. Is this going to be good enough? Is this what they're looking for? And then I was in Connected Woman magazine, which is a small online magazine as well. And that process, gosh, it's been so long ago. I can't remember, but I don't recall it being difficult yeah. at all. And they approached me, which was neat. They saw my content. I, I don't know. I can't remember where she said she found me, but she likes my, I do weekly live trainings on Facebook, Instagram, and now we're going to start on LinkedIn next week. 
And I think mm-hmm. that maybe it's been where she connected with me. She saw one of my trainings and she was like, I need to have her in my magazine. So nice. yeah. So when you first asked me the question, of course, I was thinking book, but then I was like, wait, no, I've been published, just mm-hmm. not in the book yet. And you talked about imposter syndrome and, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that's very important for entrepreneurs to recognize is the fact that everyone at some point goes through imposter syndrome, no matter how big you are, mm-hmm. you know, you're trying to reach that next level, whatever that is, you know, you've got to grow, you've got to stretch, you may not quite be there yet. So it's normal to feel like, oh, I'm an imposter. But if you don't go, if you don't reach, if you don't train, if you don't stretch yourself, you never reach that next level. Tracy, it's been such a, a joy having you on the podcast today. If people have been listening to this and and they want to connect with you, what is the best way for them to connect with you? And I talked about some of your different freebies. How can people access that? For sure. So I have free training, a short video and guide that talks about how to have authentic conversations in the DMs. That's really easy to grab. Go to tracybeavers.com. It's T-R-A-C-Y beavers like the animal.com forward slash DM and grab that. And then my Facebook group is amazing. We have over 1500 entrepreneurs in there. It's very supportive. People can get help. If you're looking for help with your website, if you're wanting to check out a new email service provider, if you're wanting to get eyes on your sales page or your masterclass registration page or whatever it is you've got going on, post in my group. And then when you get the masterclass registration page all set and you're ready to launch, come back in and promote it. You know, everybody in there is really helpful. It's called Be a Confident Entrepreneur, Get Visible Plus Grow Your Income. And all I ask is they answer the membership questions when they come in so that I can make sure that they're a real live human being and not one of those bot accounts that we're all afraid of. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been Kim Thompson Pinder and Tracy Beavers on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the very next episode. Bye now. You've been listening to the Author to Authority podcast. The extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder, has helped over 200 entrepreneurs, professionals, speakers, and coaches write and publish their books that have become incredible marketing tools for their business. And many of those have gone on to become Amazon best-selling authors and have used their books to land high-level clients and get on big stages. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.author2authoritypodcast.com. See you next time.